0: Today what we're going to do is we're going to briefly visit one of the action-packed days of Jesus Christ that is described in detail in Luke chapter 8. It's actually a 24-hour period in the life of Jesus. It starts actually at the end of one day and finishes at the end of another, 24 hours. And this Action Pack 24 Hours contains four extraordinary supernatural incidents. In fact, I was going to call this message, but the, the title was a bit long and it was a bit gory. I was going to call it Four Miracles and Lots of Dead Pigs. But anyway, that just doesn't sort of sound right, does it? So, And you'll see why in a moment. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick peek at these four supernatural incidences. And then we're going to finish, ladies and gentlemen, because we've got quite a bit of time. We'll finish on time. But we're going to finish by praying for our own supernatural incidents today. You know, thank God for all the help that we receive today. Thank you for all the institutions and government agencies that can help us today. Thank God for the hospitals and doctors that can help us today. But man's help only goes so far. Sometimes you need a touch from the Holy Spirit. And that's really what we're looking at today. So here we go, everybody. And I'm going to uh, you know, move at a fairly brisk pace. But a few hallelujahs and amens as your heart is encouraged today will help the message along a lot better. Amen? Amen. So here we go. The first, first supernatural incident happened... So this is the first one, happened in the early evening after Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Let's cross to the other side of the lake. The lake that Jesus is talking about was a fresh water sea of Galilee that is found in Israel. Rachelle and I have seen it. I think we dabbled our toes in it. This inland sea is 21 kilometers long and 13 kilometers wide at its widest point. A number of the disciples of Jesus were fishermen. Do we have any fishermen here today? I know who some of you are. Amen. These were fishermen, and so they had access to to boats. These boats were different to today's boats. They didn't have a motor, of course. They had a sail, and they could also, under circumstances, be rowed as well. So Jesus and his disciples climbed into one of these boats. Then using the gentle breeze in the late evening, uh, early evening, they, they headed southeast towards a place called, named the Gadarenes. Now Jesus had been very busy during the day. And so he took the opportunity to have a nap at the back of the boat while the disciples sailed the boat. But when you think about it, perhaps some of the other disciples, several of the other disciples, maybe they also had a nap uh, Two, since it was starting to get a bit dark. So Jesus there, and I, I figured there'll be several other disciples all having a nap. Who could do with a nap right now? Well, don't, all right? And if you fall asleep, no dribbling. Amen, amen. But while Jesus had a nap, the gentle breeze changed direction. And it turned into a powerful wind. And then the wind quickly morphed into... A ferocious storm. And of course it whipped up the waves, ferocious waves, that then threatened to sink their boat. The disciples panicked and the violence of the storm filled them with fear. They were so afraid and they were sure that they would drown that day, that evening. And it was at that point, as they thought, we're finished that they realized that Jesus was still sleeping even though the storm was raging. Jesus was a good sleeper. Anybody else a good sleeper? Sleep through anything. My wife can sleep through anything. (laughs) Jesus was like that. So the disciples woke him up and they said this, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Now, nobody likes to have a good nap interrupted. Who's with me? Who wakes up grumpy when somebody... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's just grumpy all the time anyway? Yes, yes. We know who you are. You know, we don't like, we don't like our, our naps to be interrupted. And, and I'm sure that included Jesus. So Jesus reluctantly got up from his nap I can just imagine him not being too happy about this. He didn't go up and say, oh, that's okay, boys. Wake me up anytime. He goes, what? (laughs) He reluctantly, reluctantly got up from his nap and he rebuked the wind and the raging waters. He rebuked the raging waves. What that means is he shouted at them. He shouted at the wind. He shouted at the waves. The original language that the Bible was written in indicates that Jesus spoke with a threatening command at the wind and the waves. Don't you ever wake me up again. A threatening command, peace, be still. And Jesus was neither afraid or intimidated by the storm, rather the storm was intimidated by Jesus. And suddenly, at his words, at his command, the storm stopped instantly and all was calm again. Wow, wow, wow. Then Jesus turned and asked the disciples, Where is your faith? Jesus was saying, come on, boys. You're not going to drown when I'm in your boat, even when I'm asleep. Come on, real life church. You're not going to drown when I'm in your boat. But, but, But the disciples were terrified. They thought, what What's going on? They were terrified of the waves. Now they're terrified of Jesus. And they're amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. Who is he? He sleeps through raging storms. He speaks to storms. And storms listen to him. Who is this man? And ladies and gentlemen, real life church, whatever storms may come your way, this year 2023 I remind you that Jesus Christ has all authority and power over those storms of life. Do not give way to fear. I'll say it again. Do not give way to fear. Trust in the Lord and he will bring you through. He will bring you through. The Lord is faithful to you. Amen. Amen. So that's why we can say in 2023, with Christ in my vessel, I can... And that's why we can say the scripture, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Come on, that's not a cliche. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. That was supernatural incident number one. After the calming of the violent storm, Jesus and the disciples eventually made it to the region of the Gadarenes in the early morning. Maybe after the waters had calmed down, maybe they all had a little bit of a nap as they finished the rest of their journey. So they got there in the early morning at the Gadarenes, and that's where the second supernatural incident occurred. For as Jesus climbed out of the boat, (laughs) he had only just got out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came running towards him. This man with the demons was an outcast of society. He lived amongst the tombs. He was homeless. He was naked. He was broken. On that picture there, he's got to have clothes on because we're in church. Amen. (laughs) He was naked, homeless, and broken. And and interestingly, the Bible does say this, and maybe we could talk about this another time, but he would constantly self-harm as he was tormented by those evil spirits. If you're self-harming, you need help in the name of Jesus. Don't be tormented anymore. Sometimes the locals would try to capture him and control him by placing him under guard and by putting shackles and chains upon him. But the Bible said that he would just break the shackles and, and he would run out into the wilderness under the power of those demons. But when Jesus showed up, These demons, although powerful, could not stop the man from approaching Jesus Christ. And if you want to come to Jesus, then no devil can stop you from coming to Jesus. That's where the line is. They can't stop you from coming to Jesus if you want to come to Jesus. And this is the other thing. Jesus will welcome you when you come to him, whoever you are. As the man came close to Jesus, the demons with him shrieked, I made their presence known. And Jesus asked them their name. And the demons said that their collective name, because they might have had individual names, but their collective name was Legion, because there were so many of them. So they had adopted this name. So... It was legion, but the word legion is more than just about size. A legion, I think, is like about 6,000 soldiers. But the word legion is also a Roman military word. And they'd adopted this name. What they were saying is that we're aggressive demons and we're ready for battle, Jesus. And they did not want to give up this man without a fight. We are legion. It's just not that we're a lot. We're ready for a fight, Jesus. Perhaps, some scholars say suggest this, perhaps they had been responsible for the violent storm on the lake when they heard that Jesus was coming their way. Maybe the battle had started out there. We don't really know. But Jesus Christ stood his ground as these demons are shrieking in his face. And Jesus Christ stood his ground and he faced the legion of demons and he cast out every one of them out of the man. There was no battle. They had to flee at the name of Jesus. You know, I hate these... Sh- I want to be really polite about... It. Rephrase my words. I know people mean well with all the shirts that we've got these days. You know, you've got all these shirts with memes on the front of them. Great, great. But there's one where it's got Jesus having an arm wrestle with the devil. Anybody seen that one? And, you know... and. I understand the intent, but there is no competition between Jesus and the devil. Seriously, it's it's wrong. That's why I don't like that at all. It's suggesting that the devil's stronger than what he is, and he's not when it comes to Jesus Christ. Those demons had no power to resist the authority of Jesus Christ. <laughs> they couldn't stop, they couldn't fight him. So the demons just got out of there as quick as they could as they were cast out and they're cast out from the man and they entered into a herd of 2,000 pigs that were feeding on the hills next to the Sea of Galilee. It's got very steep hills there and it really has because we've seen them, very steep hills and the pigs were on the side of the steep hill and the herd of pigs just went crazy when the demons entered them and they ran into the Sea of Galilee and those pigs drowned. There was a lot of dead pigs that day. The pig herders were stunned. They ran into town and told everyone what had happened. So all the people came out and they saw the man who had been freed from demons. He was sitting at the feet of Jesus, fully clothed and perfectly sane. Wow. Wow, well, come on. Come on. We've got to start taking our stand against the way the devil's messing with our heads. You know, the will of God is, is for sanity for, for all of us in Jesus' name. Fully clothed, appropriately dressed, perfectly sane. What a miracle. Yeah. And Jesus said to him, to this man, go back to your fa-. This is an incredible scripture. Go back to your family and tell them, Everything that God has done for you. Check this next line out. So that man went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. That demon-possessed man was free from the demons and he had a revelation that Jesus Christ is almighty God. Amen. Tell them what God has done for you. He told them what Jesus had done for him. Amen, amen. The Bible says this, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. The Bible also states in 1 John 3 verse 8, For this person, the Son of God, was revealed to destroy the works of the evil one. Are there some demonic strongholds in your life that need breaking today? Jesus Christ has authority over the demons and the devils today. And if that's you, come to Jesus Christ today. Let Jesus set you free today. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed today. That was supernatural incident number two. So, so far, Jesus has gone head to head with a storm and he won. Then Jesus went head to head with a legion of demons and he won. And it's only halfway through his day. (laughs) Amen. After rescuing the man from demons, Jesus' disciples got back into the boat and sailed over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And that's where the third, or third, And fourth supernatural incidents took place. When Jesus once again climbed out of the boat, having reached the shore of the other side, a crowd quickly gathered around him. Then a man named Jairus came and fell at his feet, pleading with Jesus, come and heal my 12-year-old daughter. Please just come. Will you come? And Jesus said, yeah, I'll come. Jesus agreed to go with the man. But the crowd around him made progress really slow. Lots of people had questions for Jesus. Lots of people were hoping that Jesus would heal them and, and do, do a miracle or something. And, and so progress was slow. However, in that large crowd, there was a woman who had been sick for many years and she spent all the money on doctors and she only grew worse. Anybody there know what I'm talking about? God bless the doctors. But anyway, let's just move on. (laughs) No doubt, as well as a Jewish lady, she'd also prayed. She she just didn't go to the doctor. I imagine every day she said, Almighty God, will you heal me? Please heal me. I pray, will you heal me? But there was no answer to her prayers. Maybe that's how it's been for you. She remained sick, she remained in despair, getting weaker. But she heard about Jesus. She heard things about Jesus. She heard what he had done, heard the story she heard about Jesus. And something happened within her as she thought about Jesus. And the Bible says she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Please look at the words on the screen. Please take a note. Then she did not say, if I just touch his robe, maybe I'll get lucky and I'll be healed. She did not say, if I touch his robe, I hope, crossing everything, I will be healed. I hope I'll be healed. Please note, she said, I will be healed. Driven by her faith, she pushed through the crowd and with the little strength that she had left. And finally, she saw Jesus. She knew he was in there somewhere. Now she glimpsed him, and she stretched out her hand through a gap in the crowd, and her outstretched fingers lightly brushed the hem of his robe, but that little touch was all she needed because her faith, ignited in her heart the moment she brushed the hem of his garment and instantly healing power flowed through her hand and it filled her entire body. She Immediately she felt her strength return. She felt well for the first time in over a decade and all of the pain in her body had disappeared and she knew she was healed. And no doubt her eyes filled with tears of relief and joy and gratitude to Almighty God. He's heard my prayer. Hallelujah. But suddenly Jesus stopped and he spun around and he said, Who touched me? Who touched me? And everybody's going, Well, me. What me, (laughs) What me, (laughs) What me. (laughs) You know how people are. Everybody denied it. And Peter tried to break the awkward moment. He says, Jesus, everybody's touching you. Everybody's bumping into you. But Jesus said, no, someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out from me. And he kept scanning the crowd. And the hill woman had nowhere to hide. She was trying to back out. She had nowhere to go. And she just quickly owned up. It was me. It was me, sir. And she explained why she had touched Jesus. And then with tenderness and compassion, Jesus said to her, daughter. What a, He didn't say woman, lady. He said, daughter, God's child. You're somebody. Now he's speaking to her self-esteem field <laughs> her in a body now he's speaking to her heart. Daughter, daughter, your faith has healed you. your faith has made you well. Go in peace. The nameless woman's faith drew a healing power right out of Jesus. The healing power of Jesus, Was there all the time, everybody? It was there all the time. The healing power of Jesus was actually available all the time. And yet, people were bumping into Jesus. And many of them were bumping in Jesus, actually had needs. Many of them were bumping in Jesus, and some of them needed healing too, just like she did. But nothing happened for them. But you see, healing and miracles don't come by bumping into Jesus. And neither do do they come from hoping for a lucky break with Jesus. This woman knew in her heart she was going to be healed the moment she touched Jesus. And that confident belief, that confident belief, her faith, her confident, I know this to be true, her confident belief of her heart drew out the power of God Even when the attention of Jesus was elsewhere. Your faith has made you well. Ladies and gentlemen, how do you get born again? By faith you are saved. How do you receive a miracle? By faith in the name of Jesus. That was supernatural incident number three. Now we conclude with supernatural incident number four. While Jesus was speaking to the healed lady, a messenger came and told Jairus that his daughter had just passed away. And so really there's just no point in troubling Jesus anymore. Just let Jesus do his thing. Move on. But Jesus overheard them. And when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, Hey, don't be afraid. It's not over yet, man. I'm here. Don't be afraid. Just have faith. And she will be healed. Just have faith. Faith in me. Faith in God. Faith in the word of God. Just have faith. Don't give way to fear. Don't think about the funeral. Don't go there. Just have faith in me. It's going to be okay. I'll take care of this. And when they arrived at the house, everyone was weeping. And Jesus said, stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. See, Jesus had faith too, didn't he? But the crowd laughed at Jesus because they knew she was dead. So together with the parents of the girl, along with Peter, James and John, Jesus went into the room where the little girl, 12-year-old girl's body was. Then Jesus took her by the hand. And said in a loud voice, that commanding voice that makes the storms go and cease, that casts out the devils, that same commanding voice that makes sickness go, Jesus said, my child, get up. Well, the child had no choice. She really had no choice. Wherever the spirit was, her spirit was, her soul was, I don't understand all these things. But wherever it was, it had no choice; it had to go. It came back into her body, and oh, she got her breast back. While like she's lying there in the bed, and she, oh, the eyes open, a freaked out appearance, probably. Amen. <laughs> and at that moment, her life returned. And you know what she did? She immediately stood up. And then, this is what I like about the Bible. The next bit says that Jesus then told a family to give us something to eat. Amen. Amen. You're not yourself. Amen. If you haven't eaten. Amen. What an astounding miracle that was that day. Jesus raised a child from the dead. We looked at four astounding supernatural miracles. Firstly, Jesus calmed the storm. Then he cast out a legion of demons. He healed a woman who had been seriously sick for 12 years. And he raised a 12-year-old girl from the dead. Jesus did that. All of that in one day. And now here we are in our own day. We have today. We've got today. And what about today? Well, the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same today. See, there's been an assault on your faith. I haven't preached anything radical today. Today. I'd say probably 80% of you in this room have heard all of those four stories before. I'd say 80% of you have probably read those stories before. But we live in a wicked, wicked world that is assaulting your faith all the time. It's trying to pull down the Word of God in your thinking. It's trying to discourage you and say, you don't need to believe the Word of God. You know, get man to help you. Trust in man. You don't need to trust in God. It's going to happen for everybody else who lives in other countries. It never happens in Australia. And we've got this assault upon our faith all the time. And all I'm saying today, Real Life Church, in 2023, is time to stir up the the, the principles of God's word once again. It's time to stir up our faith. Not only our hope, but our faith in the name of Jesus. We need to shake ourselves, shake off the apathy, shake off this, this brainwashing that's going on with this fallen world who thinks it's got it all together and say, no, I'm going to put my trust in Jesus Christ. Today we could call upon Jesus and bring our burdens and needs to him. We could bring our storms and struggles to him. We could bring our weakness, our pain. We can bring our losses to him. Because Jesus still calms the storms. He still heals the sick. He still has authority over the devils. And He's still the resurrection and the life. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Messiah. And He is a Savior of those who believe. In Jesus' name. I conclude with the words of Jesus when He said this He said, All things are possible for the one who believes. All things. You know, the stuff going on in your life, your family. Stuff goes on in our family, I think it'll never change. It'll never change. All things are possible for the one who believes. Jesus also said, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. This year, let's position our hearts so that we can be like the lady who said, If I just touch his robe, I will be healed. Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for Jesus. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's 2023, and you are the same today. And we thank you, Lord, that your love remains the same. We thank you, Lord, that your faithfulness remains remains the same we thank you that your authority remains the same we thank you that your will remains the same and your will is salvation and deliverance in the name of